Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Today, we've got a crazy story of an evil mom trying to turn one sibling against another. But first, a story from Not A Cop Throwaway. Brother stolen crashed my Crown Vic, and father beat up random person. Final update. I know it's been months, but I finally have an update for everyone. The guy my father beat up is doing fine now. Other than needing to have his nose fixed, the rest of his wounds healed fine. He filed a lawsuit against my parents, and my father was initially stubborn as an ox about it and was dead set on fighting it. But he ended up changing his mind. Why? Well, for multiple reasons. The first one being someone in the middle of the night broke several of the windows of my parents' minivan. My uncle says that the police were pretty sure it was done with a BB gun. I guess that makes sense, but no culprit was found. My father replaced the windows on the van himself as he's done it before, and no one's vandalized the vehicle since. But I think whoever did it may be friends or family with the guy my father beat the poop out of. The next thing was my father was told by a lawyer that he had no chance of winning in court. There was CCTV footage, multiple witnesses, including myself, and no judge in their right mind would want to listen to my father. The last thing that made him change his mind was my mother threatened to divorce him, and I guess that was enough for him to finally surrender in mediation before the lawsuit went to full court. He settled with the guy he beat up in the mechanic shop for an amount that I haven't been able to find out, as my mother won't tell me, but I'm guessing it was a lot. My father's also been forced to go to anger management as part of the agreement. I've only saw him a few times the past months, and it's pretty obvious he's still mad at me, because he avoids looking at me and constantly looks mad. But after everything that's happened, he no longer has a way to justify his anger, not even to himself. He just sits quietly in fumes. He's also apparently cut back on drinking a lot, probably because that's one less expense he and my mother would have to deal with. Now on to my brother. You may all be pleased to hear that he's working hard to mend things with me. He's moved out of our parents' house and in with a friend. He's got his license back, but no car as he can't afford one yet. Instead, he's been riding a bike to get to work. His relationship with our parents is more strained now, though. After a while, our father started turning his ire on my brother. He finally started blaming him for all the crap that happened over the holidays, and our mother had to make him calm down. He's a lot calmer now since he started going to anger management, but it's obvious he still hates me. But it's not like my parents are offering to do family therapy or couples therapy with each other. And I suspect the reason why is because my father doesn't want more people telling him he's wrong. My mother, brother, and uncle all agree with that too. My father's still employed. His clientele dropped for a while, but he's back on his feet now. My mother says he wants to get a denture made at the dentist for his missing teeth. Yeah, it turns out he lost more than one tooth after getting out of jail. It was just one initially, but several of his upper teeth were already in bad shape, and he had to have several of them pulled. So he's missing six teeth on the upper left side of his mouth now. A lot of people in my early post chastised my uncle for keeping my brother's DUI from getting filed, and I was on the fence about that myself. My uncle read a lot of the comments, and finally after a few months, said that he'll never do something like that again, no matter who it is. 
I agreed with him and my brother knows too, so no one's ever going to expect my uncle will just fix something if they get arrested. So that's my final update everyone, see you all later. P.S. Yes, my car is doing fine, it has a tracker and a kill switch now, and there's been no mechanical issues with it since it was repaired. There's a lot going on in OP's family. Basically, OP's brother stole and crashed their car, their father beat up a random person, their uncle tried to cover for their brother. For a family filled with such incredible drama, do you think family therapy could be an answer that actually works? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Coca-Cola. An update to my parents stealing my identity, kind of. You should be able to depend on the people who are supposed to love you, but sometimes you can't. I try to be beat up all the time to keep myself from feeling down and thinking about things too much. Because when I really think about it, there's not a lot of good to see in it. My mom told me she didn't want me under her roof if I'm gay, and I am gay, so I left to move in with my dad. My dad started becoming abusive and stole my money, so I moved in with my aunt who I love. I found out my parents have been receiving government benefits and credit pretty much anything you can think of in my name. I'm pressing charges and my dad's been arrested for some messed up stuff connected to that. Oh yeah, before he got arrested, my mom took my dad's side and they got back together briefly. My cousin and I got an apartment together recently. Trying to be independent adults has been more expensive than it probably would have been because of my parents getting things in my name and me not knowing when I had to pay for some things. So I have three jobs. I work every day. I get up around 6 and I work from 7 or 8 until 11 or midnight. I'm trying to catch up and at the end of the day be ahead of things. I want to be able to have a decent amount of money in savings. My cousin and me never argue. We always get along. We're best friends, but things have been different lately, and I thought about it. She's going through some things, but I think it's me. Today is my sister's birthday. She's younger than me, and she and my brother live with my mom. And I can't tell her happy birthday because of the charges. I miss my brother and my sister. And I think that even though I've been trying not to, I think I've kind of been in a bad mood. Tonight, my cousin and me were talking, and we started talking about my parents, and I told my cousin that there's some things she will never understand with me because my heart is constantly broken because I don't have my parents. But that was insensitive and thoughtless and just stupid for me to say because my cousin lost her dad and her stepdad. And she asked me how I could say that when she doesn't have either one of them. And she's right. I feel terrible. I was feeling sorry for myself, and I was an inconsiderate dummy. I tried to apologize, but she went to her boyfriend's house. I'm sorry I hurt her. And I know I shouldn't think or feel like I don't have anybody because I do have her and my aunt and my other cousins. But it's still hard having that feeling that I had my whole life be confirmed that my mom didn't want me. And then knowing that my dad doesn't either, and they hurt me and they don't care. They don't care. Sometimes I wish I could meet an older person in real life who doesn't have a lot of the responsibilities and I could go to them when I need help or I need somebody and they could be there for me without me feeling like I'm burdening them with my needs and my life and myself. I wish I knew someone who really knows me who could tell me if I'm doing okay or the right thing or if I'm making a mistake and that it'll be okay. And yes, I have my aunt and I'm so glad I have her but she has 8 kids. And she's going to be a certain way with me because she knows I don't have my mom. And I don't think I want my mom because of who she is, but I want a mom or a dad or somebody. It sucks not having help or maybe having it but not really because any help I get affects a family of nine and I'm always thinking about that. I said I was going to cut back on being on Reddit, 
I think it definitely helps, but at the same time, I'm giving this depressing energy when I share, which isn't fair, and I think I'm also affected by it. So I do think I need to limit it, and I haven't seen my therapist because I've been working. I feel a little less heavy now though. Things are better, but things are hard too. But since things are better than they were, maybe things will be easier soon too. I hope they will. I hope no one feels hopeless. I don't want to make anyone feel that way. Things will get better. I do believe that. We just have to keep going. Maybe sometimes we need to cry and let things out so that we can have room for energy to keep going and get to where things are better. That's what I think. I think it'll be okay. It's 3am, I'm going to sleep now. I hope things get better for everyone, and if you're someone who things have gotten better for, I think you should let other people know, so they'll have the burst of motivation to have faith in themselves until things get better for them too. Honestly, I can't imagine dealing with anything that OP had to go through, their own parents ruining their credit, backstabbing them, revealing their true colors like that. You gotta have a lot of respect for OP for being able to pick themselves up and keep on going, when frankly a lot of people might not be able to make it through that. Needless to say, what OP here has to say is really inspiring. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories, like our next story from IHIBHYT, My Roommate Fails at Basic Adulthood, her parents expect me to take care of her. After I said no, they want to move in so they can take care of her. I'm 23-year-old female. My roommate is 22, but failed at basic adulting because her parents failed their job. She presents herself as the cute, kind, understanding, innocent girl when she's with people. I was fooled by this too. It's why I agree to be her roommate because I thought she's a nice person, but she's a failure at basic adulthood. We became roommates a few months ago, and I can't wait to move out next month. At first, everything was normal, then it got bad. She fails at basic cleaning, she lets her pets starve and live in its own feces. I think she should be reported for animal abuse because that poor animal would have been starved to death already if I hadn't been feeding it. She made the house dirty, hair everywhere, mess in the kitchen, the weird smell from her room, and I've been doing all the cleaning. She only cleans when I get really pissed and tell her to clean up. And I really hate how she pulls the innocent little girl thing whenever I tell her her bad hygiene has damaged our living conditions. A few days ago, she caused a little drama in our school because she disappeared for two days straight. She didn't respond to anyone's calling and texting. People thought she went missing. I panicked too because the area we live in isn't very safe for a young woman. I really don't like her, but still, I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Eventually yesterday, she returned home looking normal and said she went over to a friend's place. Her parents panicked and somehow got my number. I told them she had returned home safely. They told me they believe their daughter is now depressed or something. There's no diagnosis though. She stopped going to school all of a sudden, refuses to talk to them. They couldn't hear from her for days, etc. I was weirded out because I didn't notice that she's actually dropped out. I do notice she's been home a lot, but we have different schedules so I didn't think. I told them she'd returned home safely, but they couldn't calm down. Now the annoying part begins. We're in another country for college, so we're both far away from home. I understand that they worry about their child's safety. My parents worry about me too. Therefore, I always text them to let them know what I'm doing and I'm safe. But my roommate's parents? I can see why she became distant from them. Ever since her mom got my number, she constantly rants about how they think their daughter is depressed and requires help. 
Her daughter won't talk to her. She's heartbroken and desperately wants to know how her daughter's doing. She talked about how they were very protective and strict about parenting when she grew up. No wonder she fails at basic adulthood. They didn't teach her crap. Because her daughter once left the house for two days and didn't contact anyone, she now believes that her daughter's never home. Ever since she got home, her mom's texted me four times from 10pm to 8am asking me if her kid's at home, and I say yes she is, but she wouldn't believe me and just kept talking. She even asks if my roommate would pretend to be home but is actually out. I told her that's impossible because her bedrooms are connected and I can hear if she's home or not. She just kept talking about how her daughter is so weak and helpless and she needs help. I can tell they definitely spoil their fragile little angel. She asked me how far our apartment is from our campus. I said it's a 20 minute walk and 10 minute bus ride. And she thinks this is too far away from the school. She thinks a 10 minute bus ride or a 20 minute walk is too much work for her child. I've stopped responding to her texts cause it's annoying. They even try to pay me a hundred bucks to take care of her. Like take her out to dinner or something like that, but I politely refused. Because why the freak should I do that? Why is your daughter's messy life my responsibility? After I politely said no, the mother said she needs our address because she's going to come to this country and move in with her daughter. Then she's going to take her daughter home. Oh my god, lady, you really need to calm down. Of course, I said no to her. She said she wishes I could sympathize with a heartbroken, lonely mother. For God's sake, I have my own life, lady. I understand your situation, but really, I'm not your daughter's babysitter. After her parents realized I don't care, they tried to get our address from my other friends. Some of the parents in our school, those parents whose kids are all from our country, have this group chat and a chatting app so they can know about how their kids are doing at school. I honestly think this is so unnecessary because most of us are at least 19. How come a 19 year old needs your daily checkup? But after witnessing my 22-year-old roommate failing at basic adulthood, I started to understand why these parents have such a group chat. Her parents found the number of a friend of mine from this group chat and started texting her. They asked her where I live. Thank goodness my friend didn't tell them. She let me know about their actions instead. She was asking what's going on with all this. Here's what happened after they couldn't get the information from my friend. My friend politely told them that she can't help them, and I ignored their texts for a day. Then, I told them politely to stop contacting me and that I'm not going to let them live with me. Her mom replied saying that they'd finally convinced their daughter to come home, so they're not going to bother me again. Thank goodness. I'm completely fine with it if her parents just want to quickly stop by our place and take her home. But when they first mentioned this, they meant to live with us, not quickly stop by and take her home. They knew their daughter wasn't willing to come home, so her mother thought it would be a good idea for her to come live with us. I absolutely do not want to be forced to live with some random old lady who I know nothing of who has a completely different lifestyle and schedule. I don't think I'm being cold or selfish by doing this. After all, I'm paying half of everything for the apartment, and it says in the lease you can't just bring someone else to live in the house without an agreement. I want to state that I am not being cold and cruel to my roommate and her parents. I understand that she's probably suffering from depression and her parents worry about her, but her action has seriously affected my life and our living condition. She keeps the guinea pig's cage in our living room and because she rarely cleans it, the whole living room smells like it's feces. The poor animal never asked to be adopted by someone like this. 
I've been feeding it water and food, and I believe if I wasn't here, it would have been dead already. She would literally leave her pet completely alone for two to three days, not giving any food or any cleaning. The poor thing lives in its own feces. So many times I've had a knock on her door to get her to clean the darn cage. She also leaves messes in the kitchen and the bathroom. I've been doing most of the cleaning. I think I deserve to live in a clean house, and the house wouldn't be so dirty if I lived alone. When my roommate first stopped caring about her pet and hygiene, I tolerated her. Even when I was pissed about the dirtiness, I always made sure to speak to her in a calm and neutral voice. I always simply told her, Hey, your pet really needs cleaning. Hey, the sink is quite dirty after your dinner. I never called her names or cursed her. The only time I raised my voice to her was when her pet's cage started attracting bugs and flies. I was so angry, but even then, I only said, You should give your pet to someone else if you can't take care of it. Your pet is attracting flies into our home now. I choose to tolerate her for months because I remember when I was younger, I too suffered from depression and couldn't function very well. So I thought she deserved to have some time to improve, as I did. But none of my kindness and patience has worked. Her action not only affects me, but an innocent living thing. So please don't think I'm cold or cruel to her. I'm really not. About her parents, I showed my kindness and patience too, because I totally understand why they were so worried about her. Your child's living in another country, is probably depressed, is distant from you, and would disappear from home for days, and the only one you can contact is her roommate. Yes, I understand this 100%. That's why I agreed to let them get my number, texted me day and night, and answered all of her mother's nonsense questions. I also made sure to speak politely to them, even when I was really upset with them. But it's clear they don't respect my privacy or boundaries. I'm totally okay with helping them confirm if their daughter's safe at home, but I can't let them assume that I'm willing to be her babysitter. Also, what kind of babysitter is only worth a hundred bucks? I have my own life, my own school to deal with, and I don't have all the time to deal with their family business. It was also very shady of them to harass my friend for my privacy. I'm also living by myself in another country, being far away from my family. Do my parents not worry about my safety? She's not the only one who has loving parents. She's not the only one who has difficulties living in another country alone. I cried a lot when I had difficulties in another country. My parents were worried sick about me as well, but they never tried to move in with me against me and my roommate's will. They also never harassed my friend to get my information. I too once suffered from depression when I was younger, and so are a lot of my friends. But none of us are this dirty and lazy when we went through all that. So no, I'm tired of tolerating all her actions. For the pet, I plan to let our local animal shelter know about this as soon as tomorrow. I will definitely want them to either take the guinea pig away or give it to someone better. I don't mind taking care of it when I move out and live in my new place. Poor thing's been suffering from her. Also about the parents group chat, I'm totally fine with parents caring about their children's life, but seriously, the big reason why they have this group chat is because we have so many immature, childish, irresponsible students in the campus who are from my country, and it's always the parents who raise them this way. I've had friends, I'm talking about friends from my country and our school that went through very similar things. Like they're forced to live with irresponsible students from our countries. They're forced to do all the cleaning for the whole house because these spoiled children wouldn't. When I talked to a friend of mine about this, he told me, 
We have way too many students from our countries acting like your roommate in this school. This is nothing new, and trust me, it's always the parents. Would you guys say that you agree with OP's underlying statement here that this person not doing any of the cooking, the cleaning, taking care of themselves, neglecting this animal, that it's all really just a reflection of the parents and their upbringing? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Old Cheesecake 4423 entitled Mom is Angry Her Teens Can't Bully Children. BFF works as a kids minister at a small church, and she likes taking her 3 to 5 graders on different adventures. So just to emphasize here, these are 8 to 11 year olds, these are literal children. On this particular adventure, BFF took a group to go laser tagging. I mean, who doesn't love a good old game of laser tag? When she booked the place, she had gotten the impression that her kids were going to be able to play games against each other without any other groups in the game. Somehow the communication got messed up and her group was put into the first game with these four high school boys who had a day pass for laser tag. They could play however many games they wanted all day. BFF wasn't upset, got all of her kids loaded up with their vests and guns and they set out to play their first round. They ended up playing BFF's group versus the four high school boys. By the time the round was over, she had heard from a number of her kids that these four high school boys were being awful to them, name calling, bullying, and who knows what else coming out of their mouth. As BFF heard this from her kids, she got a little annoyed. She calmed her group down from the previous game, and they got ready for their round two. Again, the four high school boys joined them. This time, the game was arranged so it was girls versus boys, with the four high school boys on the girls' team. And again, the high school boys were name-calling, bullying, only this time they picked up an even more aggressive tactic. They started ramming into whoever was coming their way, knocking them over. These huge teenage boys were knocking over kids, literal children. They even went as far as to knock over BFF's volunteer helper, an actual adult. When they got done with that round, BFF was red hot and went to the counter to talk to an employee. BFF told the young employee that these high school boys were being aggressive, mean, and rude to her kids, and she was hoping to have a game with just her kids and no one else. Because at this point, a lot of her kids were bummed and upset and didn't want to play their last round because they were so done. The employee BFF was talking to was unsure what to say, being a teenager herself, so she offered to go talk to her manager. BFF said, absolutely, I would love to talk to a manager. Thank you. Enter an eavesdropping entitled mother. The entitled mother says, Excuse me, I believe those are my boys you're talking about. BFF says, Oh, okay. She says they have a day pass. They can play if they want to. BFF says, They were being aggressive with my kids and bullying them, and that's not okay with me. She says, My baby and his friends would never do that. BFF responds, Believe me if you want or not but I don't want my kids playing with them again. I was under the impression that we would have rounds to ourselves, and I would like for my kids to actually enjoy a round before we go home. The entitled mother says, wow, some church group you are, you're not being very Christ-like. BFF says, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I would like to enjoy our last round with just our group. The entitled mother says, you're such a Karen. Yes, she actually said this. I'm going to call your church tomorrow and tell your pastor what kind of Christian he has working at his church. BFF says, sounds good. Talk to you tomorrow then, I guess. 
and she walked away, leaving the entitled mother shouting and calling BFF names. BFF got to round up her kids for one last game without the four high school boys, and the lady never called. These Karens are getting too smart, they're now finding a new way to project, they know Karens exist, and they're ready to project that label onto anyone that opposes them. And our final story of the day is from Rat Max. Mom tries turning my sister against me to get what she wants. So a bit of background, I, 17 year old male, lived with my mom, 49, and sister, 14, for about 5 years before moving out to study in Prague and live with my dad. Mom took this as a personal attack on her person, me choosing dad over her, etc. There was a lot of legal trouble and she fought for every penny. She never spent any money on things for me and I suspect that she fought so hard for me only because she didn't want to lose the 2000 in elements. She even went so far as to throw out my guitar since she bought it for me with her own money and I don't need her help anymore. After I moved out, I came out as trans, which was another reason for her to dislike me. Since I'm the oldest of my three siblings, 14, 4, and 2 year olds, though she still wants me to come over so I can help her with cleaning, her work, babysitting, and other chores. I go over every 14 days and it takes me 3 to 4 hours to even get there. I and my sister have started to bond a bit over the 2 years that I've been away, and since my mom is quite emotionally and physically abusive to my sister, I wind up taking my sister's side in arguments a lot. I started smoking recently too, and my sister's been smoking since she was 12. Don't comment on it, we know how bad it is for us. And our parents have been pretty chill about it, until I moved out anyway. Mom started to leave her cigarettes out as bait, so my sister would take them and she could yell at her for it. She purposely lets me smoke from her packs and even gives me money for filters and tobacco. Got me a tin cigarette box for my birthday even. She makes a point to do it in front of my sister. She even lets me smoke in front of her, but yells at my sister for smoking at all. She doesn't have a problem with it because of her age either, I asked. She tried this multiple times with different things too. Gives me more money, gives me more clothes or things I want, I get better presents on my birthday and Christmas. Just to spur arguments between me and my sister. She should have counted on the fact that we're so close though, because I end up sharing everything with my sister anyway. Mostly the money and cigs, but I do let her borrow my clothes when she asks. So there's zero arguments over my mom's manipulative favoritism. When I told my sister about what she was doing, we had a good laugh about it. Mom gets super pissed about the lack of reaction, and even better, her pathetic attempts at tearing us apart have only helped us get closer. Suck eggs and heck, mom. Let alone the initial comment about Prague, I feel like I can definitely tell... This culture is very different from the one that I live in. I know OP said don't comment on it, but starting at 12 with cigarettes? That's just a shocking thing to me, and I don't know if it really varies in other cultures and other countries that much, but to me that also sounds like an indication of bad parenting to allow your kids to do that. Needless to say, it's also really disgusting how they try to make a game out of pitting the own kids against each other intentionally favoring one child to make the other one jealous, hoping for fights and arguments, it's just incredibly, incredibly disappointing to see from a parent. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to see another Entitled Parent story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. 
or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.